This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. Officials at Helena Public Schools are polling parents, asking whether students should return to in-person classes five days a week. According to District Superintendent Tyler Rehm, the survey data will be reviewed by a committee and submitted to the school board in early February. The survey asks families what changes they'd like to see the committee consider for the second semester of the school year. One option is to return students to the classroom full-time. Since the beginning of the fall semester, students in Helena have split their time between in-school and at-home instruction, with most spending two days a week in the classroom. That model, quote, for phasing schools was last updated in late October and needs to be reconsidered, according to Superintendent Rehm. Rehm said the Harvard Global Health Institute has updated its guidance for schools. Rehm said the new guidance cites findings from the fall that indicate that schools are relatively safe in terms of virus transmission, providing certain conditions are met. Reem said that the vaccine rollout will be a major factor in the district decision to change phases moving forward. A Dillon businessman faces federal felony charges for participating in the breach at the U.S. Capitol while Congress was certifying the Electoral College vote. Videos taken inside the Capitol and on social media posts led to Monday's arrest of 52-year-old Henry Philip Munzer of Dillon. He was booked into the Missoula County Jail. The FBI found videos taken at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th included images of Munzer inside the building. And a video taken outside includes an interview with Munson in which he said he had been in the Capitol for about an hour. While inside the Capitol and afterwards, Munzer posted on his Facebook page. That Facebook page is no longer online. Munzer is charged with illegally entering the Capitol and disorderly conduct. His next court appearance is January 28th in Washington, D.C. Only two demonstrators turned up at the state capitol in Helena as President Joe Biden was sworn in on Wednesday. Officials had worried about the potential for violence at the capitol from supporters of outgoing Republican President Donald Trump. And the most visible protester turned out to be a supporter of Democratic President Joe Biden. The FBI expected armed protest at all 50 state capitals in the days surrounding Biden's inauguration. State officials said they would add security at the Capitol complex in Helena in response to the FBI report. Helena Police Department and state troopers maintained a presence around the Capitol grounds throughout the day and brought their canine dogs, Kira and Ruger. There was one Trump supporter. State Representative Braxton Mitchell, a Republican from Columbia Falls, who had a picture taken with a Trump 2020 flag. Mitchell said the photograph was for social media accounts. Montana's Director of Fish, Wildlife and Parks is moving up to take a similar post in the Biden administration. The Department of Interior says Martha Williams will be the Principal Deputy Director of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. 
Williams has served as Montana FWP director since 2017. During that time, she was also a member of the Interagency Grizzly Bear Committee and oversaw several advisory councils, notably the Grizzly Bear Advisory Council. Before that, she was a professor at the Blewett School of Law at the University of Montana and a deputy solicitor at the Department of the Interior. In a related move, Governor Greg Gianforti has nominated Henry Worsich to serve as the new FWP director. According to a press release, Worsich has helped foster landowner and sportsman relations, work closely with department management over two administrations, and oversaw department licensing to advance FWP's mission. The Montana House Judiciary Committee has passed a bill that would prohibit transgender students from participating on school sports teams of the gender with which they identify despite warnings about its constitutionality and cost to Montana schools. The bill passed 11 to 8. One Republican joined all the committee Democrats in opposing it. Proponents of the bill say the measure will protect the integrity of women's sports. The bill is opposed by health care groups, businesses, and human rights advocates who say it would harm the emotional and physical well-being of transgender youth and harm the state's economy. Representative Robert Ferris Olson, the Democrat from Helena, said that passing the bill would violate the right to privacy enshrined in the state constitution and could mean Montana would lose all its federal education funding under an executive order signed by President Joe Biden during his first day in office. That order prohibits discrimination based on gender identity or sexual orientation. The executive order states that children should be able to learn without worrying about whether they will be denied access to the restroom, the locker room, or school sports. Ferris Olson said, not only do we run afoul of the U.S. and Montana constitutions, we also potentially risk all of our federal funding for education in Montana by passing this law. The measure goes next to a vote on the House floor. A bill that would allow guns on college campuses could cost Montana State University and the University of Montana at least $4.5 million a year. That's according to State Senator Diane Sands, the Democrat from Missoula. Quote, these are expensive costs when we have a university system that also struggles to be adequately supported in our state budgets, Sands said on Wednesday. She said the schools would have to hire security guards and provide additional training, metal detectors, lockers, cameras, and emergency dispatch equipment. In a hearing of the Senate Judiciary Committee, Sands said she believes House Bill 102 would cost money and requires a fiscal note. She has asked sponsor Representative Seth Burgley about that omission. Burgley responded, there's nothing in the bill that requires the university system to increase or change any security measures. Burgley is a Republican. He's from Joliet. The bill passed the Montana House last week, and in his opening remarks before the Senate committee, Burgley reiterated the purpose of the legislation. He said it's to eliminate gun-free zones in Montana and allow people to lawfully defend themselves from harm. 
The bill would also strip the Montana Board of Regents of its authority to oversee guns on campus. Detractors cited Montana's high suicide rate. From 2014 to 2018, Montana averaged 172 firearm suicide deaths each year. That's twice the national rate. According to the gun violence prevention organization, Every Town, they say they got their data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Dyla Kilsbeck of Western Native Voice said Native American youth have a suicide rate that's two and a half times higher than the national average, and rates go up if people have easier access to guns. She asked lawmakers to oppose the bill and put the money into mental health programs. Allison Reinhardt with the Montana Associated Students said student body presidents and vice presidents spent a lot of time discussing the bill and ultimately agreed to oppose it. She said the Montana University System resident assistants, faculty teaching controversial topics, faculty issuing grades, and students in general would be vulnerable. Proponents argued the bill means they would no longer be helpless against illegally armed criminals. The National Rifle Association has supported similar bills elsewhere in the country. In his testimony, NRA lawyer and lobbyist Brian Gosp said 16 other states allow permitless carry, and he spoke in favor of the legislation in Montana. Almost immediately after taking the oath of office, President Joe Biden reversed several of his predecessor's policies, signing executive orders, memoranda, and other directives. Reversing a number of Trump-era policies, Biden placed a temporary moratorium on oil and gas leases at Bears Ears and the Grand Staircase Escalante National Monuments and in Alaska's Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. He revoked the presidential permit granted for construction of the Keystone XL pipeline. Some observers say those moves could breed new life into the Bakken oil fields of Montana and North Dakota and other domestic sources. Undocumented immigrants would also be counted in the Census Bureau's reapportionment count under another executive order, which could help Montana gain a second seat in the U.S. House. Biden also ordered the U.S. Department of Interior to redesignate critical habitat for the endangered spotted owl. Some of that habitat is in northwestern Montana and Washington State and Idaho. Montana added another 408 COVID-19 cases and six more deaths in an update Thursday morning to the state's mapping and information website. The report brings the statewide active case total to 4,841 and the number of deaths to exactly 1,100. This year, the state has seen 129 COVID-19 deaths. A total of 137 people are currently hospitalized in the state as a result of COVID-19. There have been 4,049 hospitalizations overall in the state, according to the Department of Public Health and Human Services. Montana has seen 90,649 confirmed cases. Of those 90,000, 84,708 are considered recovered by the Centers for Disease Control. 
If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRTDB webpages. The podcast has listeners in 30 states and provinces in 20 countries on six continents. Made in Montana news is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio, KEMRDB in Jefferson County, Montana Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana news. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.